Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Friday, December 15th. We are talking NFL Week 15, and I'm going to do it in 15 minutes or less and give you guys not only my best bets, but the certain spots that I can tell there is some sharp action. Before we get started, let me remind everyone to follow me on Twitter, at FiddlesPicks, to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, and to sign up for my free gambling newsletter, fiddlespicks.substack.com. You will get access to all of my best bets and their write-ups, NBA and NFL. You will get all my podcast links. You will get nice graphics on Sundays with my full NFL betting cards, some DFS recommendations. You will get it all over there. So if you like my content, make sure you are subscribed for my free, completely free gambling newsletter, fiddlespicks.substack.com. Okay, we are one minute in. I got 14 minutes left to cover some best bets and some sharp action. Reminder, there are games both Saturday and Sunday this week as we get closer to the NFL playoffs, which splits the game on both weekends. We also don't have college football, so the NFL was like, let's just take over both days and do some prime times. I personally don't really mind it. Let's do it, extra football. So we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. It opened the week as the clear, sharp side on the Minnesota Vikings. They opened the week at a plus four. Scooped up, it is now flat at the three. You can maybe find some juice 3.5s or some minus plus minus threes at minus 110. That is going to be the standard odds in the market, and I'm pretty confident it's going to stay right there. The Minnesota Vikings are playing Nick Mullins. We also know that the coach of the Vikings comes from a McVay-Shanahan kind of scheme, and uh, Nick Mullins spent time with Shanahan in the 49er scheme. So the language, the verbiage should be similar. Expect him to pick it up pretty quickly. I think Jeff, Justin Jefferson said he's going to play. I even like their running back, Ty Chandler, for the Minnesota Vikings. And the Cincinnati Bengals defense has really been struggling this year. This is not the typical Lou, Lou Anarumo defense that we know. Of course, we have Jake Browning and the offense being really impressive. But perhaps one of the most impressive things this season has been the turnaround for the Minnesota Vikings defense under Brian Flores. They are blitzing teams like crazy and playing great football. They had a shutout last week against the Raiders as the Raiders were coming off their bye. Now, if you're listening to this podcast coming out Friday, December 15th, the Raiders just got smacked. I mean, the Raiders just smacked the Chargers in the mouth every which way on Thursday night football. Got the Chargers coach Brandon Staley fired. So for the Vikings to have shut the Raiders out just one week ago, speaks volumes about their defense. I have no action on this game because I find the market to be kind of flat right now. If we get any 3.5s at minus 110 pop back up, you might see me join action on the Minnesota Vikings. I am on the Indianapolis Colts on the pick of money line. I got it at minus 110. It is now minus 125, or you could possibly find minus 120s. Let me quickly check FanDuel. Oh, FanDuel has a minus 116 right now. So go and scoop that and play the Indianapolis Colts minus 116 against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line. I think this Steelers defense is just starting to be too banged up. I think they're going to have TJ Watt and Highsmith both playing, but they are not healthy and they have not been handling teams the way the Steelers defense is accustomed to. And on the flip side, Mitch Trubisky is going to be running the offense. I much prefer a home gardener, Minchu. The Colts have covered the team total at home 
six and zero this season. So they are a good home team because a lot of their offense comes at the line in dictating the run game and the blocking formations. That is the Shane Steichen, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, absolute specialty. So expect him when he's at home, when the crowd's going to be on his side, making less noise on offense, more noise when they're on defense. It's going to really benefit a side like his offensive line to know what to do and how to direct. And they've been scoring points at home. So I like the Indianapolis Colts. Minus 116 FanDuel on the money line right now. Definitely worth playing. The Denver Broncos and the Detroit Lions. There was sharp action on the Detroit Lions to start. The Broncos have been playing so well. I think this game is going to be high scoring. We're also seeing movement towards the over because despite the Broncos playing great defense the last four weeks, what the Lions like to do in terms of running the ball and passes to the tight end is going, that's exactly what hurts this Denver Broncos. So that's, I think it's a, from a matchup perspective, favors the Lions. We're also home for the Lions. We're also short week road team for the Broncos. I don't have any action on that game. It's tough for me to play the four and a half or a five. Uh, that would be the direction, if anything, that I would have to go, though, Detroit Lions. Let's go over to Sunday's slate. It's also nice that on the Saturday slate, while we have three games, I think they all have like pretty damn good records. And they all have something to play for. So if you're going to be watching these games, you're going to be hopefully watching some close and good football throughout the board. Uh I don't really have much action on the Sunday slate. I'm on the Rams minus 6.5. I think that's still worth grabbing. The Rams have a lot to play for. They are trying to secure the last wild card spot. The Commanders, I keep fading. Week after week, I am down to fade this Commanders team. I think the coaching staff is on the way out, and I think they just traded some of their best players. So now you're asking the younger players who are you're hoping get coached up to play into a good spot from a coaching staff that might already be considering where they're going to be next season, or how they're going to be handled at the end of this season. Remember, we have new ownership in the Washington Commanders, the Josh Harris Magic Johnson group, and they didn't hire the Ron Rivera-led team. They said they were going to give him one year and evaluate things. Let me tell you something. If they're already trading their best players and kind of sinking the ship, I think the evaluation process is damn near complete, and Ron Rivera is not going to be there next season. He's also had some bogus remarks in postseason press conferences throughout the year that just show a lack of awareness for the team's positioning. So LA Rams minus 6.5, Stafford healthy, Kyron Williams, absolute dog, uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, both seemingly healthy coming into this game. Tyler Higby going to be playing their backup tight end, starting to emerge as a weapon for Stafford. And Stafford just looks like he's rolling and his timing is freaking perfect. So against a commander's defense that gets shelled, and this game has an over-under of 50.5. It was 48 earlier in the week. There's major movements towards the over. You could back the favorite to win by a touchdown or more when there's going to be a lot of points scored. Those things are correlated. If you think this game goes to the 7 or the 7.5, I don't really think so. Maybe it goes to the 7. You could also consider teasing the Rams down. You could do it before it gets there because why wait if you're convinced based on the heavy splits on the Rams side that it eventually will get there? I don't. I'm actually still just okay playing it at the minus 6.5, and that's what I did. I'm also on the Buffalo Bills minus 2. Another clear sharp side emerging this week on the Buffalo Bills. It is matchup based in the way these two teams play. And I'll just say, you can listen to so many other amazing detailed football-based podcasts 
to break down what's probably one of the games of the week, Cowboys at Bills. Cowboys playing amazing. Bills coming off that controversial win, which was clearly an offsides with Kadarius Toney, and they end up beating the Chiefs by three. Uh, and now they're looking, Dolphins end up losing on Monday Night Football, and Bills look like they have a second chance at life this season and will be playing for a lot. Uh, there's so much smart money on the Buffalo Bills that I'm going to follow suit because it's not only emerging as a clear, sharp side and fits all of the home versus a team that was just three games at home and is now traveling for its first road game in a month. They're the, they, they have a ton of smart money on that side. The line movement is correlating to the money trends. The bet ticket is actually low in volume on the Bills' side. There's public action coming in on the Cowboys. And we're still seeing it get go from minus 1.5 to minus 2 to being juiced. We might even see some 2.5s pop up. Adding on to all of that, the market seems and the smart money in the market has seemed to have really figured out and respected the Cowboys recently. So I'm looking at this and say they were just three and a half point favorites versus the Eagles. They gave the Cowboys the hook. They asked everyone and their mom to come bet on the Eagles. And and they invited the action and the Cowboys covered. We go back to what was it? The Vikings game last year where the Vikings were a dominant team, like 11 and one or something crazy. And the, the the Cowboys were road favorites in Minnesota, one of the hardest places to play because it was matchup-based. And it was the way that the Cowboys used formations and play defense was going to crush the Minnesota Vikings. And what did they do? That happened. So I looked at every like big game this Cowboys team has played the last two years. You could use the 49ers example earlier this year as well. The Cowboys seem to have been figured out by the sharp markets. So if the sharp markets are going to take the Buffalo Bills at a good number, you get a, 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 to take a favorite at home less than the three, then sign me up and I'll even play that for a unit and a half. Like that is going to be my biggest play on the board. I'm also on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but if you listen to my podcast, you know I bet that at plus 6.5 last week because the Trevor Lawrence was back at practice, but the look ahead line was still clearly priced as he was going to sit. So there was so much action that came in on the Jaguars, even from a look-ahead perspective, and I'm lucky I caught it, uh, that now it's down to 3.5. There's still sharp action on the Jaguars. It's still the side that I would lean. should be a gross weather game, so it's probably going to be close to a field goal's worth of action. It's also a really important game because they're kind of playing for like a real chance at the one seed in the bye in the AFC, which is going to be super important this year with the cluster of strong teams at the top. So getting home field, getting seeding, getting the bye is so crucial this year in the AFC that expect this game to be played really hard. Jaguars emerging as the clear sharp side. I do want to quickly touch on the Texans. Titans, Texans are just so banged up. Like the injuries are just amounting so much. And the Vrabel and Derrick Henry Titans have historically smashed this team. I know we have a rookie quarterback who might be playing, it might not, it may, might be Davis Mills, it might be C.J. Stroud. I know we have a new coaching staff in uh, D'Amico Ryans. I knew we have, know we have uh, like new core pieces of their defense as well, too, with Will Anderson and the other rookies that have really started to emerge for this team. It is a new Texans team that the Titans have normally smashed, but they are so injured, and I just don't know how the Titans don't get this done. So 
If you could find the Titans at a three, it's being bet out to 3.5 a lot of places, then I would still definitely play the Titans minus three. You can consider a money line, but playing the minus 3.5 and being on the wrong side of that hook, only half a point, but that's worth 22 cents on the dollar. And at that point, you're pretty much hoping they win by four, six, or seven, pretty much cover a touchdown spread. I'd rather just play the money line if I actually wanted Titans action or play an alt spread and, and take it down a little bit, but you're never getting good bang for your buck. So really, it's 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 minus three or like a a the best money line that I could find on the board. Uh, I see a minus 190 right now on the money line for the Tennessee Titans. It's a little pricey. That's why I haven't bet it yet myself, but I'm looking at it. I'm definitely looking at it. I like the Eagles statement game Monday night. Looking at it, haven't bet it yet. I want to see how the weather develops in Seattle. I want to see what the winds are like. I want to see if there's any potential rain. Uh, we're getting to December in Seattle. There's a chance that it's rainy season soon, guys. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't really have any much other action. What are we? 13 minutes in. We're going to get this done just in 15 minutes. I'll quickly go through the potential teaser spots that you have. You could bring the Steelers from plus 1.5 to 7.5. You could bring the Chiefs from minus 8 down to minus 2. You can bring the Cowboys from plus 2 to plus 8. And those are the only three Stanford Wong teaser legs on the board right now. So pick your favorite two for minus 120 odds and do a six-point teaser. Or choose all three and try and get plus 60 odds. Again, Pittsburgh Steelers plus 7.5. I'm on the Colts, so I'm certainly not going to do that. Kansas City Chiefs bringing them down to the two against the New England Patriots. Chiefs haven't played that great recently either. Patriots are coming off a strong win. And the Buffalo Bills going against the Cowboys. You bring the Cowboys from plus two to plus eight. I'm not going to be doing that either. I'm on the Buffalo Bills. So I will have no teasers this week. But if that's the angle that you're looking for, those are some ways to consider some Stanford Wong teaser legs. I don't really like them because Cowboys even at plus two, bringing them to plus eight and over under a 50. Like that might be a shootout and one where the Bills even outright cover that. It makes a little sense in the Steelers-Colts game, but I just said the Colts are 6-0 and against a team total at home. And the Chiefs, I mean, bringing them down to the two makes is nice because there shouldn't be that much scoring in that game. Chiefs defense really good. But how much can we trust this Chiefs offense right now? It's been hard to tell. And this New England Patriots defense, despite their offense being shitty, I mean, what if they let three games under 10 in their last four and the fourth was 18? in a win and that was the only win so listen that one i don't want to bet on myself either so you guys know where my spots are you guys know where my sharp action is you guys know where to follow me and get all of my content thank you for tuning in and as always peace out